The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and always got my best buddy, former NBA player, Reggie Slater. You there, Reggie? Feeling the love, brother. Feeling the love. <laughs> I told you every time you on with me, you make my day. Make my day. Appreciate <laughs> you having me on. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, let's jump right on into it. You know, we missed a couple of weeks, but, uh, you know, last week should I have surgery on my knee. So, hey, getting a little better. Let's get better. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I hope, hope, hope that went well, man. Hope that yeah, went well. it did. actually did. It was crazy, man. But uh, let's jump right into it. I want to get into um you know, the incident, you know, well, well, first, you know what I wanted to talk to you a couple weeks ago was, you know, the thing that's going on in football with the Miami Dolphins, I don't know if you heard about bullying. Did you hear about that? Yeah, with the situation with Incognito and the other fella. Right. Well, I wanted to ask you, I mean, I know when I was with the Eagles, we had like a rookie night, uh, we had to put on a skid, and then we had to do something for the veterans, and, you know, oh, yeah. I wasn't one of those millionaire players that where they said they had to pay dinner, but... You know, not you know. This is just you know us talking, but is there bullying and is there like I mean in the NBA is there like rookie stuff that you guys got to do? Well, uh, certainly when you're dealing with any professionals, and especially in the arenas that you and I were in, uh, when you with professional athletes, everybody has an ego, and that's not a bad thing. You know, you want that ego and that chip on your shoulder, or else you wouldn't be in the position that you're in right now. And it's, it's almost, it almost goes down to a primal level in that everybody's trying to establish themselves in a pecking order. I'm sure in football, just like in basketball, the guys are talking to them, telling them what they're going to do. I'm going to score on you. Or I'm going to shut you down. Or, mm-hmm. I hope your mom and dad aren't here to see me embarrass you. Something like that to get that edge. Some guys do that in competition, but I think in incognito situation. I'm assuming I'm playing devil's advocate here. He might have been challenging this guy, uh, perhaps a little too loosely, in in common vernacular, to, to to ignite him somehow to get him more aggressive on the field or up to par to the level that he thought because he thought that he should be playing. And it may have you know went a little bit too far or, or backfired. Riz, uh, I know when I was, you know, I keep going back to um, um, football. I know, and I want you to talk about basketball because I don't know, but I know in football, um, in the locker room, we was a family. It was close, you know, like I hung out with Jerome Brown, Randall, Steph, and all those guys, and they took care of You know, we was a family, and they knew, like, everything from your personal life to, oh, you know. And, and what a cognito, some of the teammates were saying was, 
he crossed the line going outside the family. Do you agree with that? And is that in basketball? Are y'all family in that locker room? Well, absolutely, because we have to stick together in that locker room because, you know, the media, other teams, everybody's trying to do something to, 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 to separate us, find out what's happening. It's just like any close-knit family, you know, what, what goes on in our family stays here. Um, so I would think that, I would think that, you know, that it would have settled itself. But if it got to a point where, uh, what is the other gentleman named Jackson, I believe? Yeah, yeah. Jackson felt as though he had no one to turn to. You mean Martin? I mean Martin. 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 And he was just in a situation he had no one to turn to. I mean, there are forms. I mean, just like you said, when I was a rookie, there was all kinds of intimidation. I mean, I was not even referred to as Reggie Slater in my rookie year. I was just Rook. I didn't have a name. I was just Rook. Rook. Rookie. You know, and it's a mental, you, you subjugated to mental intimidation, physical intimidation at some point, but it is just a, a, it's a process, uh, you know, that you go through and you get better. And you have, in the end, you learn to fight back. Or you ain't going to survive, really and truly. Uh, again, I don't know the specifics of it because I didn't follow it that much, but I do know it goes on. And at some point, you need to stand up to the bully, mm. or else you're going to get bullied your entire career. Chris, do you think, I mean, you know, everything that goes on like everybody knows, I mean, from the offensive players, you know, what I was in on defense knew, you know, do you think the coaches knew? Because, I mean, you got to look at you with that, the coaches and with the players, what, 15 hours out of the day, you say, right, Ray? Oh, oh I'm telling you what, the coaches know because if they're not in the area, they have little spies, whether it's the equipment guy or whether it's the strength and conditioning guy that hears stuff. Or, some, or the trainers, you know, there's something that's going to be said around those guys that is going to then therefore be reported up to the coach. So they know. It's just that I think there's a, uh, uh, you know, you want to let the team make its own identity in that in that respect and, you know, solve their own problems and, and, and establish their own hierarchy. Good. Give us a... Um an uh, incident, or not not even an incident, but when you was a rookie, what did you have to do? Something that was probably, I mean, I know when we had to do, we had to, like, you know, carry that shoulder pads around, you know, and then when <laughs> we had to, you know, like the training table, one of the veterans oh. said, hey, go get me a piece of cake. You know, it was something real fun-wise, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, for instance, if, uh, you know, if we were flying to Utah, and uh, it's, uh, man, you know, we're flying to Utah, and it's cold in the wintertime, so it's snowing, and uh, the trainers and, and a couple of the other people are taking bags from the bus to the plane because we're on private plane. If you're a rookie, you're expected to go out there and help. Ah, it's 20 degrees. Doesn't matter. You're expected to go out there and help. Uh, you know, in the morning, if, if, if you're uh, if you're somebody if you're somebody's rookie specifically, you know, and that guy wants you to bring in breakfast in bed, <laughs> you got to go get him breakfast in bed. You know, it, it, you know, you know, they call you and say, "Hey, rook." We're in Denver, and I'm asking, go give me some Jergens lotion. You got to go get him some Jergens lotion. I mean, that stuff happens. So what happens it's more of an, uh, an annoyance, you know, as opposed to an intimidation, because right. my my way to balance the scale, personally, was when we got out on the court. Because, you know, I, I was going to make their life miserable. For all that, going to get Jergens lotion, 
in the morning and all that, bringing donuts, all the other stuff. Oh, I'm going to raise hell on the court. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Raising what would happen if y'all didn't do it? I mean, I know what we wouldn't do it. I'll be taking man to get me cut from a team. You know what I'm saying? Were you uh-huh, thinking that? Uh-huh. What did you say? What did you ask? What's that, Rich? What did you What did you say? I'm sorry. I, must I said, up. you know, when if you didn't do it, you know, I was thinking that, you know, if I didn't do it, I'd be like, man, these veterans would get me cut from this team. You know, were you thinking oh, yeah. that? Well, we were always, uh, we were always threatened to you get you get punished financially. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're not listening to you. You know, you're being insubordinate, rook. You might get fined, you know, out of five hundred dollars or something like that. You know, and, uh, and more than anything else, man, you wanted to be part of the family. It's almost like a sorority or a fraternity because being in the NBA, being in the NFL, NLB, those are cool things, and you want to be accepted. So you know, you have to go through this initial hazing process in order to be confirmed in the brotherhood, and you were willing to do anything. Hell, I was willing to do anything to be part of that group, to be able to go to an event and sit next to Michael Jordan or Charles Barkley or Charles Oakley. I mean, that's a cool thing to do. So in order to do that, the cross I have to bear is to, you know, get the Jergens lotion and all the other stuff. I'll do that. Well, he's teasing me in practice. He's, you know, being hard on me. Hell, as long as you're fighting back and getting stronger, he's actually preparing you for the battle of the games that you're about to uh, encounter. So he's actually doing you a favor. So, you know, you have to look at it in a certain mind state. Well, that's what Incognito said he was doing mine. He was trying to toughen him up. He said, I was the coach who told him to toughen him up. But did he go too far, Red? Or, I mean, or should, you know, he just kept doing Martin couldn't be that tough guy? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know loosely about the situation. And this is what I do know. I don't. I know that Hazen goes on whether you're a rookie or not. Again, everybody's trying to establish the hierarchy, and and um, and I have, have 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 white my white brothers called me the N word. No, that's never happened. That has never happened, and you know that was happened quite a bit. But I was in that uh, tape. Uh, that might have been a little out of line. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. That was out of line. Uh, but if it was out of line and Martin didn't like it. He should have stepped up. Right. The best way to fight a bully is to step up. Because if you if you don't, man, it's just gonna ride you and ride you until it makes life miserable. Well, this is um, I'm, I'm a, we got two minutes for break, but I want to talk, and then after the break, I want you to talk about this, Rick. I want to do the first half hour show. We talk about this, but we talk about bullying in school now. I mean, kids coming back with guns and killing. Well, why didn't they talk up? I didn't know this kid was getting bullied, and, you know, he should have talked up. And we looked at this in the NFL sports and said, um, it's toughening a guy up. Is it bully the same risk? And then another thing is, is you know, everybody's saying that, you know, the player, he crossed the line, locked the room, and should have not went out of the media. Um, is that right to tell a young kid that's getting bullied and, hey, this is a small group in the cafeteria. You shouldn't go out and tell um, uh, authority figures that you're getting bullied. Is it not what they're saying in the NFL? Uh, or the NBA, um, well, well, you, you compare comparing apples and oranges because kids aren't developed enough yet to understand the levels at which to handle a problem. And you know they, you know they, they, they're, they're uh, and plus you're dealing with kids that are in the developmental stages of 
of learning and fitting into society. So, you know, they don't know how to handle it like an adult will handle it. An adult should be seasoned enough to understand what it is to do. A third, fourth, fifth grader, they don't know what to do because they're ashamed of being, they don't, they don't want to feel ashamed. They don't want to feel left out. So, but an adult knows that it's their responsibility, especially in a professional atmosphere. A professional atmosphere, again, it is better to establish yourself than have someone establish who you are. And an adult knows that. A child doesn't know that. So it's, it's a little bit different. Well, we're going to take a break, Ray. We're coming, I got two questions that you sound pair Apple. But you know, it's almost the same. Um, think about this on the break, Ray. If I'm being bullied in high school and I don't want nobody to know, then um, my point was saying that I'm not going to be considered cool if I tell. Now, in the NFL, if I go and tell, then that means I might get cut from the team. Isn't that almost the same? You feeling that if you go and tell you've been bullied, you're not going to be in that group, or they're going to continue with sports. So think about that. We're going to take a quick break. And this is Jan Lovett and Reggie Slater. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk and my guest former NBA player, Reggie Slade. You there, Reggie? Yes, I'm here. Feeling the love. Yeah, Feeling the love. Yeah, this, this story, uh, when we was on break, but it kind of made me think that, you know, when I was with Philly, you know, a guy rode me a lot too, Andre Ward, you know, uh, rest his soul, they uh, passed, you know, he uh, died. But uh, he kept, you know, and I didn't know that was bullying at the time, but he picked on me over and over. And like you say with your story, we, you let you talk, but... I had to man up, and uh, I one day in practice, I just jumped on him, and after, you know, I caught a ball and started fighting him. Buddy Ryan liked that. You know, he wants you to take up for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He wants you. But go ahead and tell the stuff you were saying. That, um... Oh, the one, the one, uh, the professional one? Well, you know, when I was, like I said, when I was a rookie uh, with Denver, you know, first of all, I, I, had, I, was, uh, I was on a status where I was on a make-good contract. So up until, I don't know, January, middle of January, so they could cut me at any moment. So, you know, I, had always, I was always making sure I was staying on my P's and Q's, dotting my I's and crossing my T's, you know, doing what Rooks was supposed to do and, and trying my best to fit in, in uh, uh, play my role and also assimilate into the culture that I wanted to be so much a part of. And part of it was, you know, being you know, subjugated to the rookie hates and this, that, and the other. Okay, that's fine. I mean, you, you, have, to, you have to, you know, humble yourself, and, 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 and you're going to be, you know, get a little humble pie. And uh, it came to a head, as I was saying earlier, we were playing the Phoenix Sun, and uh, Robert Pack was the guy. I mean, he was riding me like a thoroughbred. He was riding me like sea biscuit. And it was after the game, and I, mean, I was tired, and, and uh, it was an emotional game, and, and, and I had it up to here. And he hit me with a couple of, Rook, I want you to do Rook this and Rook that. And, man, I ran after him like, like he was a sandwich and I was a hobo. <laughs> we were butt-necking in the locker room, going, and, you know, running around in circles. I was, I was going to tear that dude apart, man. But, um, you know, uh, from that day forward, all the hazing on me stopped. <laughs> I, you know, I started being recognized as a name. I was Reggie Slater. <laughs> you know, no more Rook go get this, Rook go get that. You know, from all the guys, not just Robert, but the Kim Bay and the rest of these guys. But uh, it, again, I think it's tough to get in. It's tough to get in any kind of professional world, whether that's the NBA, MLB, NFL, executives, and uh, in, in any kind of office building. And you've got to be mentally tough. You can't be in that position and be weak. You've got to be mentally tough. And so I think to an extent, a lot of these older veterans are trying to season and toughen these guys up for what lay ahead of them. And it takes a mature mind to understand that and to therefore change his thought pattern to accept and say, yeah, you know, I'm going to be in an arena where there's going to be 20,000, 30,000 people booing me. And that don't matter. What matters is the goal and to stay focused and to finish what you started. I mean, that, that I think is, is what most veterans are attempting to do when they get um, a, 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 a freshman into this whole hazing thing. Now, these guys are not psychologists and they aren't therapists, so they might do it wrongly. 
and have mistakes now and then, which may be the case with this incognito fellow. But I think the general feeling of it is that a head coach cannot win a championship with guys on his team that aren't mentally tough, that aren't prepared to stick up for themselves and their teammates. And in order to get everybody on the team on the same page, it is up, the duty is for the older guys to therefore teach the younger guys what it is to be tough. Let me ask you this, Ray, because I'm, I'm lost. Two questions. One, is it bullying that you were getting from him, or was that just trying to toughen you up? And two, my second question is, is do it takes to go to that limit? Was you know you said an idea that you got to whoop somebody up to get that respect? Can you answer those two rest? Okay, was it bullying that I went through? It was a form of bullying. Uh, I used another word, you know, just intimidation and. And, and, and hazing is what is the word I use. It was just part of the process, uh, whether you call it bullying or whatever. But it was, again, for me, there's a goal that I had. And in order to get to this goal, I had to go through some waist-deep water or whatever type of metaphor you want to use in order to get to the goal. It doesn't matter what this guy says about you because I know who I am. It doesn't matter what that kid says um, to you at school or what, you know, and, uh, again, a mature mental mind knows that. It's these kids, again, is what I was referring to earlier, where they're still trying to identify themselves. And so they start saying, well, damn, am I really goofy? Am I really this? Am I really that? And, you know, it takes a mature mind, a mentally uh, developed and mentally tough mind to know you cannot define me. I define myself by my actions, and I know who I am. So, again, I think part of the hazing process that older vets do to rookies is to get them prepared for these tough situations. Uh, is it called bullying? Yeah, there is a bullying thing. Uh, I, I think that's more when you get people with low self-esteem and they're trying to make themselves feel better by putting you down. I don't know if, if that's the case in this professional world, a professional football or NBA world, uh, at least that I went through. Because these, all these guys were very well established and they knew who they were and they weren't trying to uh, increase their value by putting me down. That wasn't the case. They were trying to toughen me up so that when we get into tough situations and most people run around shaking knees and, 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 and questioning themselves of, okay, do, am I supposed to do this or not? They could be affirmed and assured that I would stay on task and finish what I was doing. So I think there's a difference in that. I don't think that was I don't think that was bullying that I went through. I understand bullying. Again, I re, I define it as you know some person with low self esteem that's trying to make themselves better by, by by calling someone else something or trying to define them in some type of ne- negative context that elevates them. That's hey, not what was happening. Red, great stuff here. Um, something just popped up my um, screen for you. Um, put my glasses on. I want to read it right. Uh, this is from Mrs. Sylvester from Detroit, Michigan. Thanks, Red, for all your advice that you give me. But as a parent, I have a question for you. I'm my a parent son, too. <laughs> now my son <laughs> is he, is in eleventh grade playing high school football. Does he get bullied by teammates? Do I step up as a parent and speak to the coaches, or do I let him continue to get bullied? And, rectify the problem or what should I do as a parent because I don't want to 
what is he saying? I don't want to go and make my son look like I'm taking care of his battles. Yeah, I would address it with the coach. Certainly, I would bring it to the coach's attention so that he knows what's going on, uh, and so the coach can monitor it. But I would encourage her son, my son, anybody's son, to to man. Um, as far as someone bullying you, again, if it's a, a deal where there's somebody that is truly bullying you that has low self-esteem or that that your son is really good and he's maybe potentially about to take this guy's spot, let your son know that. That guy's just jealous. He's trying to say something to get you off kilter and off task so that his spot can be uh, secured. You know, it's very, very important, I think, that we as parents talk to our kids so we can identify and we let our children know what the real deal is and reassure them and how we have to find them all these years from, you know, from being born up, up until this point, you know, smart, intelligent, hardworking, all these attributes and all these adjectives that you have given to your kids, don't stop telling them now, you know, but let them know that they have to work. You know, they're going to have to earn respect, not on the, 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 their fellow peers out there, but the coaches so that they know without saying Red, when I was in yeah. high school, I was embarrassed when I got hurt and my mom never come on the field, you know, so let alone if I'm getting bullied and if my parents go and talk for me. You know what I'm saying, Red? I would be... Well, you know, I'm just saying a, a, a private meeting, just, uh, you know, email. You know, now they just email. Coach, uh, right. Coach, in, uh, Coach, Coach Loving, I just want to bring it to your attention that little Johnny is saying that Tommy is speaking ill of him. Um... I'm not sure what the reasoning of this is, but you as a coach have said before that you're looking out for the best interests of my kids. I am bringing this you know, to your attention. You know, something of that. that but, you know, we have to reassure our kids, too. Hey, uh, you know, you have to stand up for yourself because I wouldn't want to handicap my children because if you start fighting the battles now, when does it ever stop? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You don't like your boss. You don't like this. You don't like that. Okay, well, mom's going to fly all the way down here and take care of it. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) Back in the day, that used to be it, wasn't it, (laughs) Red? Back in the day, these are different times, though. And, you know, again, just like the veteran players toughening up, I think think it empowers our children when we – we help them to define themselves so that when they get into the competitive world, whether that's academic, athletic, or what have you, they can look back on their most base thoughts and, and know that they've been raised to know this, that, and the other and the value of hard work and so forth. And that's, you know, that's, 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 that's on the parents and, and the people that are influential in that kid's life to establish. We had two minutes for a break. What if your, your son came home with child came home? Said I've been bullied. What would you do as a? I mean, would you be? I'm gonna go up there, you know, because most of us say that. Yeah, I'm gonna go up there and do this and that. What, what would you do, Red? Well, you know, I, I ask them, what are the what are the specifics? Yeah, because it's, it's always different when it's happening to you. And it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I would first of all ask my son, what are the specifics? And do you think they're right? 
do you think you're whatever they called you and labeled you? And nine times out of ten, he's going to say no. Right. Then go out there and work your butt off and don't worry about those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it only affects you if you're listening to them. You're right. That's true. Uh... You know, as long as you're reaffirmed and you know what you are and how hardworking you are and how strong and smart and all that, that stuff doesn't make any difference. Let's go to break, love. Yeah, this one we gotta go to break. <laughs> Come back, we'll talk a little bit of NBA. We'll get back around the NBA. This is Jamie Red. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Everyone is eligible for RX Savings Plus. There's no age or income restrictions and no paperwork. Simply print a card and start saving on your prescriptions. Start saving today. Enroll and print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 96 Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a Philly sports fan? Maybe you're local to Philly, or you're a transplanted Philly fan. Either way, you want to check out Philly Sports Jabronis. It's a radio show that has nothing to do with Chicago sports. It's not about NYC, and L.A. can't even muster a football team of their own. It's all about Philly sports, and nothing but Philly sports most of the time. Join your hosts Mike Greger and Joe Dara every Friday at 7 p.m. Philly time, 4 p.m. on the West Coast for the transplants on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk. with my buddy, Reggie Red. You know, Reggie? Yeah, feel the love, feel the love. <laughs> well, Ray, let's get on a little, little uh, better note, you know. 
uh, NBA. NBA started, a lot going on. First, I want to talk about Rich. Um, Chris Paul, the game they was playing, I can't remember the play, I didn't do my own work, uh, was kicked. Was that intentional? You know, do players get, like, they don't want to get, you know, like, either get dunked on or, or you know, get crossed over or do things that, you know, that's not going to embarrass them. Did that look intentional to you? I, I didn't see the play specifically. Um, but I don't, I, I, if it is, I think, I think in the NBA, you have to get so much in your, in your own mind because you, it's, man, it's so doggone competitive that you get frustrated and you may unintentionally hit, you know, just knee jerk reaction or something. I, I did not see the play though. I don't know which play you're referring to, but I know sometimes, you know, guys say things, you know, Kevin is, is, is famous for that, uh, Garnett. You know, he, he's constantly saying, he's talking to himself all game long that the problem happens when, when somebody thinks, an opponent, thinks that he's talking to them. Right. And they start trying to have a verbal battle with him, and then that's, you know, that just adds more gas to the flame. And then, you know, then he starts really going off. So, Well, the Black Mamba's back practicing. Uh, what do you see? Um, you see uh, coming back and be the same old Kobe or... Is this going to be the last run for Kobe, you know? Is, I don't know. Is this it for Kobe, Rich? I don't know, because Dominique, you know, everybody keeps on talking about Dominique Wilkins had a similar uh, incident back in the early 90s. He came back and played a few more years in the NBA and overseas. So I don't think it's the end for Kobe. I think that he might have to readjust his game a little bit. Uh, you know, he might not be 28, 29 points. He might be, you know, maybe down to 24, 25. But I think we'll still get a lot of, you know, that what he brings, the intangibles that he brings to the table. Uh, and, and I think we still have more years with Kobe. You know, Rich, I, I, I hate bringing this up, but we got to talk about it, Rich. I just get tired of this every year. You know, the New York Knicks. I mean, they're in the best market ever. They can't never see them win. <laughs> they had a high expectation. Is it Carmelo? Is it Carmelo Anthony? Is it, um, the other guy that always hurt. I can't think of his name. Um, Amari Stoudemire. Amari. Is it what? What's going on with New York? Cause now you got to come up about he want to try creation after this. So that's let you know he won't out of there. Um, he talk about they're not playing hard, but that's going to go on the coach for Mike Wilson. Is it just playing New York is just too much for an athlete to handle? Uh, no. Well, I'm going to this whole mental aspect thing because everybody wants top dollar money because of their talent. Uh, you know, when, when the free agency and this, that, and the other comes up. But when it comes that fourth quarter, very, very few guys want to step up. They don't step up with such abundance. You know what I mean? They want the rewards, but they don't want to necessarily have the work for it. And in order to become a champion, I go back to the guy that was big in my era, which was Michael Jordan. Not only was he um, uh, famous for the practices, which were allegedly harder than games, but not only was he, you know, going all out in practices, he was also working out, you know, he had a breakfast club deal where he, Ron Hopper, and Scotty Pippen would get together and lift and do cardiovascular work. You have to really dedicate yourself, soul and mind, uh, to the game for a designated set of time in anything that you do. And knowing that, there's going to be all types of pressure on you. Now, these guys are in the Big Apple. Maybe a capital of the world. Can you imagine the pressure they have on them there in New York? So, I mean, you know, you got to get a bunch of mentally tough guys together in order to compete there. 
Yeah, but I mean, you got you got these guys that, like you say, make all this big money. Now they want out. You know, is that their escape? You know, that, now you're yeah, saying Camilo want to go hot. and play with Kobe. Skill is too hot. Skill is too hot, man. Skill is too hot. <laughs> the skill is too hot. <laughs> is that what LeBron did, Red? <laughs> no, skill is too hot, man. <laughs> that is a heck of a burden to carry, man. And you know, he and LeBron, you know, wrong or right. Is a difference between the basketball, in my opinion, of the guys that played in the seventies and eighties and what they are now. Could you have imagined uh, Michael Jordan in the early on the Bulls when they were bad, saying, oh, "Dude, I got to get out of here." Could you imagine Magic Johnson in that Finals game when Kareem went down, Magic not stepping up and playing center? Him saying, "Nope, somebody else got to be physical." I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, I need to go to a team where I know I have, you know, a Robin. There were a lot of Supermans uh, out in the 80s. And I'm not saying, and that's nothing against LeBron or any of these other star athletes. But, I mean, look at Allen Iverson. He got me thinking about him. He's a little bitty fella, but he accomplished a lot. It wasn't like he had a Robin on his side. There's something to be said for, again, going back to this mental toughness thing. There's something to be said about this mental toughness and knowing who you are and not worrying about what the media or somebody else says about you defining you. Hey, hey Rich, give me that's just a key thing. When I was at Wyoming, you know, I always wanted the ball when we needed a first down. Throw it to me, I'm gonna catch it. Name me three guys, top guys that you know in the NBA that want that ball and, and at the end and, and will I be a clutch player because it's hard to find a person that wants that that you miss the ball I mean miss the shot and you lose the game. Am I right, Rich? Because now you oh, got to yeah. Name hey, me three guys that you hey, think that that, hey, that same free throw that you're shooting in the right. first quarter, you don't shoot it with the same ease in the fourth quarter with the game tied with four seconds on the clock. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Russ. Is that you know? because of fatigue or is that just the pressure? That's pressure. That's pressure. That's absolutely pressure. So you want me to name three guys in today's era? Uh, just just uh, to last. Just give me three guys from way back to today. Just three guys that you think that this out of mind. Just get that ball and we'll take the pressure if they miss or lose. I mean, hit it. Uh, Shaq? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't say, I didn't say, um, not free throw, not shoot free throw. <laughs> Who wants the ball? I mean, I, I, I'll say the obvious ones. I mean, you, you know that Larry Bird was going to shoot the ball in the last seconds. Larry was you that know, type, huh? oh yeah, Larry Bird, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, um, Kobe Bryant. You know these guys. You know these guys are going to get the ball at the end of the game. You know it, and they're going to execute. You know. I have a thing, uh, Red. Uh, before we get on, with, I want to talk about Dwight. But what was left? You know, I watched him play when he played Magic in that college game. And I just was amazed with Larry, you know. And I thought it was NBA career. He was a great player and all like that. Was he clutch from that shot, Rich? Oh, absolutely. And he knew he was. And he'd tell you. You know, and, and the thing I respect about Larry Bird, and it's not like I have a relationship with him. I have talked to him before, and I've seen a gazillion interviews. Here's just a matter of fact. You know, either you believe in yourself or you don't. If you believe in yourself, come on with me. I'm on your team. If not, then get away from me. I mean, he is just a matter of fact, and I got to respect that. Uh, you know, he um, he has 
ultimate, you know, somebody asked him not long ago, uh, and, and I thought it was funny. You know, if he was in the NBA right now, you know, what would he average? And his reply was probably 10, 15 points. And they're like, wow, you're selling yourself short. He's like, well, I'm like 55 years old now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it wasn't like he was comparing himself in his prime. He was talking about now at the current age. Thank you. You know, I mean, that's, hell, 55. I hope to be walking. <laughs> yeah. You know? But no, Larry Bird was an intelligent player, and he had lots of confidence. And that is, the, I'm telling you, it really shows in that fourth quarter. In that fourth quarter, and uh, boy, I, I get excited. I'm, I'm getting chills talking about it. In the fourth quarter, when the game's on the line, and you're, you've got a crowd going bananas, and you're in a tight game, there's no other feeling like it. And either you're going to shirk, either you're going to run away, or you're going to step up big time because you want that challenge in your life. And once you start accepting that challenge, it gets contagious, and you want it more. And what can I do more to be put in that position? What can I do more to be put in that position when my brother's to my left and my brother's to my right? They, you know, we can shine. I mean, that's, that's, oof, that's, that's, that's a very... Alluring to some people. Yeah, I'm a little older than you. <laughs> I remember back in the days watching those 76 and I used to be there with Bobby Jones and Doc. I knew Doc was going to do something amazing. I just, like you say, you used to cringe. Because he was going to do something. Am I right, Red? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I mean, and those people, those people are, those are the people that are boundless. Because I think we get the you know, 80-20 rule. We'll get 80% of the people to tell you what you cannot do, and it is the, the responsibility of the, the remaining 20 to have a paradigm shift of some sort and change it somehow so that it can get done. You know, players that have changed, you know, you made me think of players in basketball that have, that have been so dominant in their presence and so efficient and effective that they've actually had people change the rules. You know, I think of Wilt Chamberlain. I think of Shaquille O'Neal, you know, the Jordan rules. These are people that have left such an imprint and such an impact in the game that there were actual rule changes because of this one individual. That's powerful. That's dedication, and that is something that, man, that, that, that's something that people dream about. Yeah, it is amazing. That the, remember you always say that when you were playing and you were growing up, you, were, you count down four, three, two, one. And yeah, shot yeah. like you won in the game. Everybody's oh, done yeah. that, didn't they, Red? Everybody's done that. So what happens when you're in that position? I mean, I remember my first NBA game, my first few NBA games, I was, I mean, I was on a team with some guys that were stars. I mean, and gosh, and, and, man, I can't tell you some of the amazing things I'd see. I mean, it was just amazing. Uh, you know, I, I remember, you know, Dell Ellis hitting shots with, you know, half a second on the clock to win the game, like it wasn't nothing. Uh, Chris Jackson, his his uh, or Mark Mahmoud Abdul Raouf is his name. He's under now. Uh, his dedication and work ethic uh, to perfecting his game. You know, to Kimbe's blatant confidence. And in those years, he was blocking everybody's shot. Blaze, uh, you know, to, to to be the best defensive player ever. I mean, there was some great guys, and it was and it was great for me. Because it was like I was amongst 
the elite of the elite mm-hmm. to an extent. And once you've had a taste of that, anything else doesn't taste as good. So, you know, it, it, when I was out of the NBA, I was like, I need that feeling again. So I, I can't do it for somebody else. So I need to do what I can do and whatever I'm doing right now to affect it. You know, I'm in the business world now. So I don't, you know, I, I, I try to run away from mediocrity and, 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 and when people start telling me what's, uh, what's that word I hate? Uh, realistic. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I run from that like the plague because, you know, there's always something new being invented and there's always a new way to look at it. And, and, and those are the innovative people. And as Steve Jobs said, the people that are crazy enough to think that they can do it are the ones that always do it. And that's that's those are the people that I try to be with, be like, or emulate. Well, Reg, we're gonna take a little break when we come back. We're gonna talk about what you think about what's going on with Dwight. Is it an old Dwight? Did he make the right choice? But this is James and Reg, and we'll be right back with Living That Sports Talk. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, and I got a slate. You got a slate? I'm here filming the love. That's what I'm talking about. Well, before we go on, I should have started at the beginning of the show, but um, the young man that you spoke to, the uh, mom, Eric, that you spoke to about, uh, <laughs> you remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. She was so, uh, I'm being just overwhelmed too. I have a $75 gift card she want me to send. She sent to me to send you for you and your wife to go out. Um, so, Applebee's, <laughs> Rick, she sent it. 
He's like, I know you're going to get out his address, but can you get that to him? But I got it read. I just want, I mean, for you to do that, and the, like you said, if you get to one of the listeners and you can talk and, you know, and she is really appreciated. Her son really appreciated. And I just want to say thanks, Red, for reaching out to them, you know. Oh, man, no problem. It's my pleasure. It is 100% my pleasure. You know, so, you got to text me your address so I can send you this because she want me to send you this card. <laughs> All right. All right, thank you very much. I'm going to send you the thing she wrote to me. She's like, and don't you use it. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. So, uh, but yeah, I just want to say that over the air and just say, hey, Red, keep, man, just keep working your magic through the show with me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I, appreciate, I appreciate the opportunity to, you know, talk to you and, and, and your listeners that you have. Yeah. But Dwight, Red, what, is, is, is he doing what people say or, or is it going to take time, you know? Well, you know, athlete's life, an athlete's shelf life is pretty darn short. So, you know, he's been in several scenarios right now where, you know, we're going to take a little time. First, it took a little time after he displayed an initial amazing presence when he first came on the scene. And they basically built a team around him and went pretty far in the playoffs. And it got to a point where that broke down and, you know, he had a few injuries, so on and so forth, and he made a move over to L.A., and I think that may have been a little bit more pressure than he had expected. And uh, now he's in a situation in, uh, you know, Houston, which is a little smaller market. Uh, there's not quite the demands that the legacy that the Lakers have uh, uh, put on him. But still, the ultimate uh, thing is he has to show and prove. He's, he's, he and uh, James Harden, uh, you know, I was looking at something the other day. Those guys, you know, they verbally said, you know, this is our team. It is on us. So, you know, it's, it's, it's show and prove time for these guys. Both these guys are, 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 are they have a lot of accolades. They're seasoned. Uh, they're, you know, they've been, they've been around the block a few times. So this is going to be, uh, this is going to be a big deal for these guys this year. Do that show that he should have stayed with LA or just showing that he's not the player that's going to be one that's going to lead a team to a championship red. I think he is, my personal opinion is that he is a fantastic athlete and that he is a, I think he's a superstar athlete with a, with a, with a, man, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything bad, but just, I think he's more of a role player's mentality with a superstar athlete because I I don't know if he wants to step into those shoes of being a leader because that's a very difficult, uh, those are difficult shoes to wear. Some athletes you know. not like that, though, Red. Look at Scottie Pippen, right? Yeah. I mean, look how he tried to be the the, the main man that he couldn't be, you know? Hey, I'll put it to you in cartoon words. You know, uh, uh, Batman. Hey, you know, Batman can be intimidating. Uh, you don't see the Flash, even though he's a superhero, trying to do the same thing Batman does. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't, just doesn't come across the same way. You know, I think Michael Jordan demanded things and had a presence on the court. Uh, I don't think that Scotty was quite at that level, you know, and that's not saying anything against Scotty. who's a phenomenal athlete, player, one of the 50 greatest players ever. But I mean, it's, it's something real special, man. When you are, when you are, when you to be able to mentally carry yourself and, 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 and identify a team and have people follow you. I mean, that's special. I, I can't, I can't, um, I can't say it enough because these guys, 
actually believe in what they say and they do it. And they get other people to buy into it and, and, and do it. That's a leader. Not only in action, but in words. I mean, that's, 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 that's rare. Yeah, and it's, it's not wrong being a superstar, being a role player. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing, oh, wrong, nothing with wrong with it at all. No. It pays well. <laughs> <laughs> it pays well. <laughs> but you just take some hit with the media because the media like, hey, you're getting all this money. Why shouldn't he be? You know what I'm saying, Rich? Oh, yeah. They, uh, the media will they'll, they'll point out, hey, this guy's making $10 million. That means he should be averaging 25 points and 15 rebounds a game. You do that for 10, 15 games, and you have a bad month. All of a sudden, oh, he's not dedicated. Oh, I saw him out last night with Kim Kardashian. Oh, he's not doing this, that, and the other. Maybe he's not as good as we thought. Next thing you know, you start reading the papers, you start doubting yourself. Damn, maybe I'm not as good as I thought. Maybe I can't go out here and eat with Kim Kardashian. Maybe I shouldn't, you know what I mean? You have to be mentally tough, man, and, and you know you already know who you are. Right. Don't let somebody else, you know, get in your head and program you. Well, Reg, we had two minutes left, and I want this two minutes to take time to tell my listeners. I call Reg the day of the show, and I always get him, and he always say, I will do this show. I want to let them know how, I mean, helpful and dedicated you are to help, you know, the people out there help me with the show. And I appreciate you. And I don't give you no warning. I'll be like, hey, Reg, I need you. you like, <laughs> give me the time, and you know, and I'll be. I really appreciate that, Reg. And I know my listeners do because, like I told you, so many emails, I can't even get through them with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's an honor to be on your show. I appreciate that you think so much of me to have me on the show. And, uh, man, I hope you and your listeners enjoy it. And I look forward to talking to them later. Yeah, definitely. You got to send that around because if I don't send this out to you, <laughs> but but that's that's some of the stuff though, Red. It's not you know just the thought of it. it they they appreciate it, you know, and they people yeah. appreciate they go it. Both ways, so and, you, and you don't we don't know you know how, but we look at it as that's a step that this young man taking to listen to somebody that's been there and know how it is to say, hey, this is what I need to do, right, Red? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, another great show, Red. I really appreciate it. You just don't know. I'm telling the love, man. Be good, brother. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks All again, right. Cass. All right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.